Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Jenny. Hi, I'm Carrie. We're best friends and new moms. We're also the OGs of Hallmark Christmas movies. That's right. We've been watching these movies since long before they became a Christmas juggernaut. And now we're here to talk all things Hallmark with you. Because we know you're watching too. Sit back, relax, and get your Hallmark on. We are the Hallmark Junkies. We're back and I'm so excited. We have another rewatch. Yes, a very good rewatch or a very popular rewatch, we should say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not going to talk about a CCB movie, you got to talk about a Lacey Chabert movie. Yeah. And a Royal movie, a which Royal this movie. ticks both those boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Now, you previously in real life did not like Royal movies. I would say... That is still true. I am not, while I am a huge fan of Hallmark movies, mostly Hallmark Christmas movies, the subgenre of royalty within those movies, I do not love. And I love royalty in general. I don't know what it is about these movies. Yeah. The trope of royal. Exactly. I love royal movies. And I especially love this one. This one, I will say, of the royal movies, it is... One of the better ones, probably because Lacey's in it and Jane Seymour's in it. But again, just not my thing. Not my thing. I want real royal drama. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if like William and Princess Catherine were in a movie? Princess of Wales. Yes. I would probably buy the rights to however I could get that movie like in Mm -hmm. my life. Or I don't know how you would get a, a Hallmark movie like that besides the DVD you bought me that once of 10. <laughs> that we still watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what should we talk about first? Let's do our first segment, Picture It, as we know, named after our favorite golden girl who tells great stories, Sophia. So let's just give our little synopsis in our Picture It segment. Yeah, we're going to do a real quick one. Picture It, Philly, 2014. Surprise! Lacey Chabert's boyfriend is actually the crown prince of Cardinia, a made-up country. Obviously, she has to go spend Christmas with him and his mom, <laughs> played by Dr. Quinn medicine woman Jane Seymour, also former Bond girl, who dislikes Lacey Chabert. Poor Lacey doesn't fit in, even though everyone else likes her and she stays true to herself. However, Lacey and Prince Leo break up on Christmas Eve, 
Lacey flies home to Philly with the permission of Queen Dr. Quinn. Leo ends up proposing to Lacey and they get married and it's Christmas and everyone lives happily ever after. That is the standard Hallmark ending, but very happily ever after in this one because we actually get a wedding. We do. With, mm-hmm. um, I read this somewhere, Lacey wore her actual like Lacey Chabert wedding dress in that Ooh. final scene. That is a good fun fact. I know, yeah. I did not know that. I remember reading or hearing it, but now I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to think it Let's is. Let's go with it. Yeah. That is Lacey's real wedding dress. Yeah. You heard it here first. The word. <laughs> All right, so let's do a little deeper dive. Let's do it. All right. Picture it, Philadelphia, 2014. A very snowy end of December in Philadelphia. I already have to interject something. Go ahead. Okay, first of all, I'm from (laughs) Pennsylvania, but I'm from the other side. I'm from Pittsburgh. Has the same climate as Philly, though. Um, It usually does not snow in December. Yeah. It does not snow that much, and it never looks that pretty. Also, when it snows in cities, people clear sidewalks so that you can walk. Now, I'm not just saying that about this movie. I'm going to say that about every single movie, Hallmark, major motion picture, anything. No one understands how snow actually works. It's because snow's so pretty. I just want the pretty part of snow. Yeah. Well, with all that said, I would love to walk down that South Philly street. yeah, yeah. Yeah. South Philadelphia, Emily Taylor, born and raised. Just like Fresh Prince. Yes. And she's in a cute little apartment and opens her door. I love her apartment. It's very cute. So there's a knock at Emily Taylor's door and we find the decoration delivery man delivering some decorations from Walmart. (laughs) How do you know they're from Walmart? A little bit of product placement at the very beginning of this movie. Yeah, I was into it. Yeah. But Carrie, if you thought this was a real decoration delivery man, you were bamboozled. Because it's actually Emily Taylor's boyfriend coming over for a stack of pancakes for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Those pancakes look good. They do look good. After a little breakfast, he tries on the newest creation of clothing that she's made because we find out she's a seamstress slash clothing designer. We also meet Emily's BFF. Tony, right? Tony. Yes, Tony. I like Tony. I would kind of like Tony to have a spinoff. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Tony didn't play a big, as big a part as I had hoped in this movie. Yeah. All right. So next we see Emily showing up at work, at, which is her dad's shop. Tony also works at this shop. Uh, and, and while they're all just kind of getting settled into work, Leo shows up for the day. Leo being the boyfriend that just ate a um, stack of pancakes. I would just like to say two things. Number one, I was watching this with my mom and she noticed that they did kiss at the beginning, Lacey and Leo. And like that's, that's bold. Even though they're in a relationship. Also, Lacey Chabert drinks coffee and there's definitely not coffee in her mug. <laughs> there might be marshmallows because that thing is light. Mm, yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, that bothers me a lot in these movies. Mm-hmm. I would think you just put water in. Or soda or something. Or coffee. Yeah. So Leo shows up at the shop. We find out that he just completed his MBA and he's looking for a job. But a call interrupts this little discussion and Leo has to take the call outside. And it just seems like a bit of a heated conversation ending with Leo saying, all right, I'll be there. But with a much better accent because he's from Cordinia, a made up country. Where they talk like they do in England. So Emily and Leo go to dinner that night because he needs to tell her something. 
They go to a fancy restaurant and Leo breaks the news that he can't stay for Christmas due to, air quotes, a family thing. But you know what? It's implied that this is a big deal, this dinner. Like, she's getting something special to wear. Like, this is big. Like, you have to meet me for this dinner. He doesn't even pick her up. Like, she just walks up and, like, knocks on the window. I don't know. They are a... um a Progressive? Couple. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't like it. Like, he also doesn't pull out her chair, you know? It's not their thing. Or stand up and, like, smoochy smoochy again. He was nervous, though. He did have big news to break. I feel like you're on his side here. I, well, maybe. I thought he just said he couldn't go to Christmas due to a family thing. And Emily's like, oh, I understand. She didn't even know what the family yeah, thing she was. Like, she's like, okay, fine. But <laughs> he breaks the, I guess, surprising news that he's actually a prince. Uh, prince Leopold of Cordinia, heir to the throne. He then pulls up a picture of himself in his prince outfit. She freaks out a little bit, rightfully so. Um, but he says he had to keep his identity a secret while studying abroad. That was the deal he made to have no bodyguards or handlers. But his mom is saying, you need to be home for Christmas. And he is going. Does she ever or anyone ever say why? Like, was there something special or she just like missed him? I think she just wanted him back. He finished his MBA and she had plans for him to marry someone royal from Cordinia. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Lacey is actually, Lacey, sorry, Emily is actually going to Cordinia with Prince Leo, Prince Leopold, not Leo, sorry, for Christmas. Next shot, we're in Cordinia, which, fun fact, is actually Bucharest, Romania. Oh, yeah. They film there. They filmed on site in Bucharest. It's a beautiful castle. Um, I was wondering how they built that set. What was really like kind of better than Hallmark set standards, found out it's actually on location. And we meet Queen Isadora, who is played by Jane Seymour, and she is so rude to her staff. Uh, we find out multiple staff has quit because of her, and really the only of her staff that kind of even can stand up to her, get through to her, is Victor the head butler. Love Victor. Yeah. Um, so Emily and, and Prince Leo are on the way, and Emily is wearing a what I can only call deflated disco ball on her head. I call it magic because... I know you don't like it, but I love it. It's a sparkle beret that I would assume she made. It's, But is it a beret? It's like a beanie, kind of. It is like a deflated beret, but it's amazing. It has sparkles. She has the most beautiful hair, and they made her wear that disco ball. It's so bad. It's just, it's so bad. I love it, and I hope you get me one for Christmas. I'm going to find you one. <laughs> I used to have one that was kind of similar. I didn't make it, though, because I'm not a designer. So Emily and Leo arrive in Cordinia, and they try to get the guards to smile, obviously. Okay, wait. I have two things really important. Nope, three. Number one, I was like, why is the staff so small? Like, this is like the castle, like with the queen. Mm -hmm. But I was just thinking about it. As you said it, like, they can't keep staff. Because she's mean. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why. Because mm -hmm. wouldn't you expect like way more staff? I would. They had something like 119 rooms. Yeah. Although I think that Victor said at one point they had like 75 staff. So maybe it was really just a budgetary decision to have or such small staff. Maybe only certain staff gets to stand on the steps. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Go that okay. Way. That makes sense. That's number one. Number two, the bit with the guards who can't smile because that's their job. It's been done. A million times, and I have never liked it. I don't yeah. like it in any movie. They can't smile. That's their job. Like, why are you messing with these people? 
Number three, and this is actually important across all Hallmark movies, let us look at the luggage that people bring when they go on trips. Now, I know I really shouldn't talk because I am not a light packer, and I think that people who brag about being light packers are stupid. Like you, so you don't pack a lot. Like woohoo! Like there's no Oscar for that, right? But in these movies, you have like a carry-on, which you probably flew private, so or first class at least, where you can actually bring luggage that you know you don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Let's say you bring carry-on, but then you're pulling out ball gowns shoes, multiple pairs of large platform type shoes. Yeah. Coats, sparkle berets that are deflated. Like I I need people to show up with the luggage that I would have. Yeah. They don't ever show up with a lot of luggage. Yeah. Maybe they just want to be cute. It's like clown luggage. It's like a clown car for your stuff. That's all I got. Well, after Emily and Leo try unsuccessfully to make the guard smile, they meet the queen and Leo introduces Emily as his girlfriend and the queen is not amused because Emily is a commoner. Yeah. And the queen has a little bit of alone time with Leo and she says that she was never fully informed about Emily and that he was supposed to marry the Duchess Natasha. Right. But you know, that comes after Emily meets Queen Dr. Quinn's dog, which we never see again. So I don't know what that dog did to piss off Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, but that dog is not in the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was just a cameo. Yeah, I I think that's weird. So Emily is sent to the Gold Room, which is the room farthest from Leo in this 119-room palace. And this time we also found out that Butler Victor grew up with the Queen. His dad worked for Queen Isadora's dad, and then he, you know, followed in his dad's footsteps. Emily now goes to her first dinner with the Queen uh, the queen really tries to throw a curveball to Emily. So she gives her this traditional dish that she's supposed to hate, but Emily loves it. Uh, she also at dinner tells the queen that she is a tailor and a aspiring clothing designer. And the queen is really not impressed, especially because Emily said she designs hoodies. And the queen, right. you know, would never be seen in a hoodie. Even though you always need a good ho- hoodie. You do. But I feel like it, Project Runway, if someone's like, I design hoodies, maybe they don't get on. I don't know. I think they would get on, but they probably wouldn't win. Um, Also, that dinner didn't have any appetizers. I mean, they went right into the main course. Mm -hmm. Where's the salad or like calamari? Maybe that was all on that plate. It was a large plate of food. Yeah, something to think about, though. Hopefully they had dessert. Probably not because they didn't have any appetizers. They only get dinner in Cordinia. Post-dinner, Leo gives Emily a tour of the castle. They go to the weapon room, and Leo decides to teach her how to fence. However, there is a bit of an error in Emily's fencing skills, seeing that she just learned them, and she throws a sword into an heirloom painting of what looks like is a past queen that actually resembles Queen Isadora. Why is that painting in that room? I don't know. It's odd. Maybe I, I don't know how they decorate the, castles, um, though. Maybe they're, like, redecorating, so they just have it there temporarily, because I feel like you would put that somewhere nicer, like a sitting room or a parlor it depends i guess on like who that person actually is if they're important maybe they fought in a war probably not but maybe yeah we don't know well there was that big war with cordinia in the 1800s (laughs) (laughs) i'm remembering my history right uh that night it rains a little bit and emily wakes up and she decides she's hungry and is going to find the kitchen. She again goes through the weapon room, and after the incident earlier, she's still 
picks up a sword and decides to pretend again that she's in a sword fight. Okay. Have you ever been to a castle? I mean, I've toured them. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine picking up a sword or anything? No, if I would you're think I'd get staying sued. in a palace. Like, I wouldn't even pick up like a coaster because it was probably like the coaster of King Edward no. the Eighth. Especially if I had damaged a painting, which, by the way, looked fine the second time she entered the weapon yeah. room. They already had fixed it. But if I had been fencing and by accident gouged a painting of a past royal, I probably wouldn't be touching a sword no. in the same room. I probably wouldn't even walk through that room again. I'd pretend like, oh, what happened? To that? I don't know what happened. I was never in there. Well, I also probably wouldn't be walking around because it's like thundering and lightning and there's 119 rooms. I don't really like the dark. Probably don't know how to get to the kitchen. No. The next morning we go to breakfast and Emily shows up in jeans, whereas Leo and Queen Isadora Dora are in full like suits you know a dress fancy suit. fancy very yeah yeah they are formal wear for breakfast emily shows up in jeans she's embarrassed but leo's like no no i really wanted you to wear jeans because i don't like wearing the suit next they go out for the day he tries to go incognito wearing a hat and sunglasses we all know that's not going to work but they stop to buy a tree from poppy who we find out is an orphan at the saint francis school they go to buy the Charlie Brown tree and Leo decides to buy all the trees and they go to kiss in this market, but somebody finally recognizes that it's Prince Leo Uh and they have to book it back home. Uh, Natasha then shows up. This is, we've heard of her. This is the first time we meet her. She shows up. She's definitely vying for Prince Leopold and she wears a lot of red, which is what Queen Isadora wears. I think Queen Isadora kind of sees her as a young version of herself. Yeah, and fun fact, because Duchess Natasha looks a lot like Queen Dr. Quinn, and I found out that is actually Jane Seymour's daughter. Oh, I think I did know that. I totally forgot. That's a good fun fact. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense now. That does make sense. Yeah. They got good genes in that family. Yeah. We go to dinner that night. Prince Leo and Emily show up a little bit late. They walk in. There's baronesses and duchess count the countess and then she's like oh and this is emily taylor from south philly she really just like tries to make her feel bad about herself she also sees leo by natasha and emily far away mm-hmm. by i think the baroness of newberry <laughs> where emily makes one of her many faux pas in the movie this baroness is publishing a children's book so emily is like oh is this because of the children that you have and she's like we actually can't have children um, Emily also tries to taste the soup, but it's a finger bowl, okay. which is, I think, where you just dip your fingers right. in royal circles. She picks up, like, she thinks it's soup, and she picks it up and, and drinks it from the bowl. If you thought it was soup, wouldn't you get a spoon? Probably. And I would probably wait for the cues of others, being like, oh, it's time to eat the soup. Right. And also, why are so many people in movies confused by a lot of silverware? Like, haven't they seen Pretty Woman? Because I think that came out in 1990 where they explained the silverware. I still get confused by silverware. You just start from the outside in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that. But if I'm setting a table, I still get confused by where everything. Oh, okay. But like, also, yeah, you're right. Take social cues. Just copy like Duchess of Newberry or whoever she is. Yeah. Yeah. Galena, I think was her name. (laughs) (laughs) So Emily, I don't know. She really tanked that night. Uh, And afterwards, she decides to go just put a face mask on, call Tony, and Leo comes in. And he he tries to console her. I guess this is the next morning because he, I think he brought her coffee and stuff. No, maybe it was tea. 
I don't know. I think he no, brought her he coffee. coffee. Yeah. And she and was like, because I couldn't have any more tea. Yeah. And it's so a hot she, commodity, this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that day, the queen's heading out for a horse ride and going through her schedule with Butler Victor. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. And we find out the queen actually went through a very similar thing as Leo, where she wanted, she she was in love with, uh, I guess, you know, a peasant and mm-hmm. wanted to run away with them. And her father was like, no, because of your duty to the crown, you must marry someone of appropriate lineage. I guess this is where the queen is is kind of stubborn about this as she sees her own life in it. Which is interesting because you kind of think maybe she would be like, I remember going through this. Yeah. I don't but know. No. She's yeah. like, uh-uh, this is the way it is. It is. It kind of happened on the crown, too. So maybe all queens feel that way. You know, sample size of one or two here. (laughs) Natasha shows up for the ride as well. Again, just looking like a young version of the queen. Leo shows up for the ride and Emily does not know how to horse ride. So she wears her disco ball hat and hangs out with the staff. And the Baroness shows up, Galena, and they go shopping in the Christmas market. And they see Poppy again. And Poppy hits it off with Galena. And since Leo bought all the Christmas trees, they only have wreaths to sell. Emily decides, since she's a seamstress, though, to help them out and somehow decides to cut up the, the tablecloth table cloth and make scarves for them to sell. But it's a weird shape scarf. And also, you could not make scarves that quickly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, can't sew at all, but... Yeah, because in, in the Queen's Pack Day, she then drives by and mm-hmm. Poppy hands the Queen a scarf that they had just made. Which is super sweet. That I like that moment. <laughs> Next, we see Leo and Emily walking the castle grounds and they find a cute little church and they talk marriage. But Natasha does kind of barge in and ruin that moment. Thanks, Natasha. <laughs> and they're already married. Leo and Natasha, they got married when they were Oh, leaving. yeah. Like a fake marriage yeah. kid thing. Yeah. But Natasha tries to pretend it's real. Please, Natasha. Yeah. Please. So uh, the, Leo and the queen have to go out for, you know, shaking hands, a benediction, that type of thing. So Emily and Butler Victor have a little bit of time together and he decides to prepare her for the Christmas ball, this big event that happens every year at the castle. It's a uh, big this deal. Is, this is yeah. a, like, I mean, this ball yeah. is And I think everything. we can agree this is what Leo should have been doing. But he teaches her how to waltz. He teaches her how to curtsy. And then she also gets the dress that the queen wants her to wear to the Christmas ball. And it's it's just heinous. It's really, really bad. Um, also, Victor has his first high five. Oh, yes, that's right. I found odd. Really? They don't high five in Cordinia. Nope. Like no one over there. No one that he, the Victor has ever met has high fived him. I don't know. So you make up a country, you make up the rules. I no guess one so. high fives in this yeah. country. <laughs> Leo also confides to Victor, again in the weapon room, that he is going to propose to Emily after the Christmas ball. Again, why are we in the weapons room for this convo? I think they only had access to certain okay. rooms. That's my yeah. guess. I mean, it's like maybe do it in the living room. Maybe even outside in the garden. They probably have like 20 living rooms in this place. <laughs> so we go to the Christmas ball and Lacey has had to... I guess, I don't even alter, can you even call, redo her entire dress because it was so ugly. But by the time of the Christmas ball, which looks super fun, she has redone the whole dress. It's a different dress. I personally, it's not my taste. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) But she did redo it. Okay, I feel that I suspend a lot of belief. 
with these movies. <laughs> I mean, one has to. Yeah. Well, I believe more in Cordinia as an actual country <laughs> than I believe in that ball dress, that ball gown. <laughs> like there is what, what there looks nothing like that. No, it doesn't. Like <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. I might've liked the other dress better. I don't know if you've ever seen What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. Well, she does the same thing where she's given a dress and she has to make it beautiful. But in that movie, she notices underneath the dress the liner mm. and so the dress that she alters it that. Yeah. into is basically the liner that's not what's going on here no it's a no. brand new dress and she gets the entrance that of course she deserves there's a staircase she walks down she wows everyone she is just gorgeous and there's a lot of people there there's of course socialites royals Poppy is there with Galena and her hubby. Checking out the dessert table. And Poppy actually looked really cute, I thought. Yeah, she did. Uh, Leo then asks Emily to dance, and he, of course, thinks that she can't because he never taught her how. But she shows off her waltzing skills. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> and Emily, I think, goes to talk to someone, and Natasha then steals him, and she makes him dance with her. And the whole crowd stops to watch. So Lacey's like, I'm out of here. And she goes to hang with the staff again and teach them how to make hoagies. Mm -hmm. Hoagies, for those who don't know, are subs from Philadelphia. Right. She makes them with mutton. I have actually never had mutton. I don't know that I ever want to have mutton. I don't even know what it is besides mutton chops being those things. (laughs) Is it lamb? I I don't know. know. It's a bad name for lamb. All right, hit us up on social media at Hallmark Junkies if you, A, know what mutton is and B have ever eaten it. Yeah. While they're making these mutton hoagies, the queen actually walks in. She fires Olivia and I don't know his name, but the other guy that started with Olivia on the spot on Christmas Eve. Yeah, not cool. And actually Natasha then starts to have a change of mind. She suggests to the queen that maybe she's not met for Leo, but the queen isn't having it. And that's when I really start liking the Duchess. Yeah. Yeah. This is where she turned. Definitely. The queen then really just gives it to Emily. She says she shouldn't, she's not cut out for royal life. She shouldn't be with Leo. She doesn't belong there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Emily sees Leo and Natasha together again, and she has had enough. She leaves. The queen is really pumped that she left, but Victor kind of reprimands her. And that's when I first realized that Victor and the queen um, probably, that they maybe were in love in the past. Um, And Leo chases Emily and she says she's planning to leave. He really tries to stop her. And in fact, he asks her to marry him. Yeah. And you know what? She's like massively upset. Like she's crying. Yeah. She's changed out of her altered ball gown. And it's like, she's like that upset, but he still goes through with the proposal. Like read a room. I think it was like the last ditch thing. Like don't leave here. Here's what I was actually going to do tonight. But no. He says he'll renounce his title to stay with her. And she's like, no, no, this is your life. I have a different life. And she parts. She goes back to Philly. Yep. The queen then realizes, well, Emily, you know, she had an impact on all of the staff here. And she she stayed true to herself. And, and maybe I didn't stay true to myself when I didn't stay with Butler Victor in the past. Right. And she realizes that she made a pretty big mistake. Yeah. The queen then actually tells Leo, yep, I made a mistake. And And puts on her red fur suit. I love that red fur suit. Oh my God, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could wear stuff like that. Me too. I have places to wear it too. Yeah, yeah, there's nowhere. (laughs) We could wear it to record. 
We should, we should do that. Yes. I love that. Where are we going to get red for suits though? Oh, I don't know. We Maybe we can make them. We can alter them. Yes. We can alter something else yes. like Emily. Okay. All right. Add that to the list. So uh, the queen decides in this period that she's going to be with Victor, her true love. Mm-hmm. Victor is her Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh my God. Yeah. So cut back to Philly where it is still snowing. And I'm assuming Christmas night, but they're all hanging out in the shop. Uh, well, yeah, maybe Emily's father really isn't the best employer then, but they're all still working for Mr. Taylor. Emily's pretty bummed. Tony and her dad are trying to kind of console her. And what do you know? Leo pulls up. Oh my God. He proposes again. And she starts to say, no, no, your mother would never have this. And the window, no, the door opens. And guess who walks out? Queen Dr. Quinn has her hair down. She looks so beautiful. I love her hair. I hope I look like that when I'm a little older. I already don't look. There's art. There's no chance. <laughs> she, she looks she just sailed. <laughs> <laughs> the queen then with her luscious hair. Yeah. Says, no, no, you have my support. So she says yes. And the last scene, we find them getting married in a, that cute small chapel. Which is where Leo really wanted to get married, not the like super big Westminster. Right, right. Church. Yeah. Final scene, there is a kiss and the guards smile. I actually really like that moment that they smile, even though I hate everything with trying to make guards move. It's just cute. And it's snowing. It is snowing in Cordinia, which is a miracle. It's like it hasn't happened in forever. No, no. Do you think it's supposed to be the same Christmas week or is it at one year later? I no, hope I think later. it's the same Christmas week. Oh. I Because I always thought the timing was crazy. Like, how are they already getting married? I, in many of these movies, I always hope it's a year later, but I don't think it is. No. But it should be. It's very hallmark for it to be like that week, though. Yeah. Things happen fast and I love it. <laughs> and that is the movie. That is the movie. Carrie, how would you rate this movie? One out of five CCBs, obviously standing for the Queen, Candace Cameron Bure. I am going to give it, and I do like to, to do, um, you know, decimal points in mine, but I'm going to give it a four. I would have given it higher literally a month ago until, you know, you and I talked about it and and we'll discuss that in a bit. Okay. Yeah. What well, what would you give it? Well, now that you bring the decimal thing up. So I was going to give it a 3, but I'm going to go 2.75. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. 2.75. And that is just because I don't like the royal yeah, that's Christmas not your movies. Thing. Um and I think the one I would give a 3 is the I can't remember what it's called but they get snowed in near Boston and they have the pajama parties every year at this town. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would probably give it lower if it weren't for the great cast, though. I just, it's, the royal thing isn't for me. I like the casting, too. And I think that Lacey Chabert and Leo have very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe them that they've been dating for a year. Yeah. The Hallmark Junkies podcast will be back after this short break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So should we move on to our free-for-all? Let's move on to free-for-all. This all is right. just, you know, any other thoughts we had on the movie that did not come up as we were discussing it. Do you want to start with a thought that you had? I do. I would like to first talk about the ballroom. Okay. I don't, I hadn't noticed this until this last viewing, but the ballroom, when it's not the ball, mm-hmm. honestly looks like a senior center rec room. It does. As soon as you said that, I started to realize that that's right. Or maybe like a, a middle school cafeteria with like yeah. a stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Where you just like move the tables to the side. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> I don't know if you notice this, at the ball, <laughs> they just have glasses of wine that are just like out on a table as if you are at a middle school dance and there's like punch sitting out that you could just grab, mm. grab and go. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like in a palace that that's how the wine would be distributed. Yeah. But I don't know because I've never been to a palace ball on Christmas Eve. Me either. Right. And actually, while we're talking about wine glasses, they drink their orange juice at breakfast out of wine glasses. I think I'm going to start doing that. I, I like it. If I drank orange juice, I would. But I only drink yeah, coffee. I don't, I don't drink orange juice either, but I drink water. Okay. I do drink water. I could do that with breakfast and water. Crystal Light. And that's not a product placement. Like, I honestly like Crystal Light. And I will drink it out of a wine glass. I've, I've drank that since high school. Oh, my God. Still good. All right. Here's my first thought. And let's just talk about the prince. First, I want to say I think he was so perfectly cast as a prince. Uh, I really just thought it was believable that this guy could be the prince of a made up country. I like that. But as a actual character in the movie, I had many issues with why he didn't prepare Emily correctly for meeting his family. Exactly. So let's just say you're not a prince. When you bring your girlfriend home to meet your family, you you prepare them. You give them a little insight into how your family is. I would think that is on steroids when you are actual royalty, heir to the throne, and you're bringing home someone who has never been a part of that lifestyle and only found out about it a day ago. Also, and it's Christmas. Yeah, he did absolutely none of that. And I know the premise here is that he liked that she wasn't a part of that world and that she didn't have that in her background and didn't act like that. But still, your mother is not happy that she's coming. She wants you to marry Duchess Natasha. So you need to tell her a little bit about the customs, what she should be wearing. He just let her go in completely blind. And to yeah. me, the the straw that broke the camel's back was the breakfast where he showed up in his suit and Dr. Quinn was wearing her gorgeous, I probably red or white, kind of formal wear. And Emily showed up in her dungarees. Right. <laughs> it was so bad. And I was so angry at him. He's like, no, I wanted you to show up in jeans. But like, yeah, no. well, you would think too, like protocols would have been. Yes. You just know, like give a big her, thing. you know, if you want to show up in your jeans, go for it. But this is what we usually wear to breakfast. 
I mean, there's many examples. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie. I have loved it since it first aired. But when you said that and I started like rewatching it, I, I was definitely seeing that. Because for me, it's actually that first moment when he meets or when Lacey Chabert meets Queen Dr. Quinn. And it's first of all on the stairs, which would never happen. It would be in some formal room. And she's like, what do I call her? And he's just like, I don't know. I call her mom. It's like, okay, well, you're in your 20s. So I think that you know what other people call her. It's and bad. I just, yeah, I kept thinking too, like the first time I brought my husband home for Christmas, I definitely remember having a conversation like, here's the traditions we normally do. You know, yeah. here's some of that stuff. It's just the kind thing to do. Right? Yeah. It really frustrated me about him uh, that he did that. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a really big one. I'm trying to think what else I kind of found. Oh, <laughs> we should talk again about the decorations because just like our last movie, this was 2014. So it really, Hallmark hadn't done like gone banana sauce yet with mm-hmm. their Christmas decorations. And it's a palace, which I feel would have very tasteful decorations at Christmas time. Probably a lot of antique, like um, historical stuff. What they have is <laughs> strings of gold tinsel that you can get at Walmart and that we used to get at Walmart back in the early 80s. So I guess that's vintage for them now. Also, there's no tree skirts around any of the Christmas trees and that really bothers oh, me. notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. But they did have the Christmas market. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was a cute little town too. Okay, I have another one for you. I know that one could say that the plot lines to many of these Hallmark movies aren't very believable. No, no. But my question is, let's say Cordinia were a real country and he were real next in line to the throne. Is it really plausible that in this day and age, he spends, let's say, an MBA is like two years, right? Full uh-huh. of, in Philly, doing an MBA. She dated him for one year of that and she never like Googled Leo James, Leopold, Cordinia. No one ever figured out who he was. It, like with social media, with Googling people. Right. I mean, is it really plausible that he, or even if you're next in line to the throne, that you go there and, and no one, no handlers, nobody goes with you? I just, I don't know that this could happen. And I know, again, you know, the movies where you inherit a reindeer farm, also maybe not that plausible. But I just don't know about this, and I just don't know if this could happen. Uh, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it. Like, you you do Google people or you do follow them on social media. And if I was dating someone who didn't have social media, that's actually a bigger red flag than if they put weird stuff on social media. <laughs> Your husband doesn't have social media, does he? No, he doesn't, actually, <laughs> now that you're saying that. Sorry, honey. <laughs> you're not weird. he and leo james has something in common oh my god i have married leo james (laughs) maybe he's a prince (gasps) what country though i think he's probably somewhere like more like northern europe i know this isn't northern europe but like iceland yeah a lot of people want to go to iceland side note i would love to i don't know i think i would Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I just am back to... <laughs> You're just not believing it. Like the no. way I'm not believing that dress. Yes. Because like, yes. I'm not. 
Um, here's a small one for you. Did you notice the fountain? No. They have a fountain outside of the palace. It's disgusting. Like that, <laughs> I, I know it's winter. And like, usually you just drain a fountain. They didn't. And it's, it is gross. It's not working. And the water is like putrid. I did not notice that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I really noticed besides, you know, once again, we have a movie that does not understand time zones because when Lacey Chabert calls Tony the BFF, Tony's like up and working, but Lacey Chabert has just woken up in her room. Mm, I would pick up on that. Yeah, it's morning. So let's say it's 8 a.m. in Cordinia. It should be middle of the night in the U.S. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. Well, that's what happens when you see a movie 200 times. Mm. Yeah. My last one is there's a lot of things in this Hallmark movie that are not standard Hallmark. We had the fact that there was no baking or decorating montage. Mm. We had the fact that the couple started out the movie together and ended the movie together. Yep. We have the fact that there was an actual wedding. We had the first kiss very early on in the movie. And we also had a kiss in the final scene of the movie. Uh, so I did appreciate that about this movie, that there was just, they, they kind of went outside their little box, especially their 2014 box, which we know has expanded. Um a lot. I liked that. I liked Exploded that. would be it a better has, word. It has, in a good way. In yeah. a good way. But that's my last thought. Yeah. Shall we move to our final segment? I think so. Romance 101, where our resident romance author gives maybe what's in her head about well, the movie. Her yeah. Well, as the resident romance author, so, you know, there are definitely structures to romance novels. These Hallmark Channel movies have basically the same structure. Because <laughs> they're based on usually romance novels, mm-hmm. right? Okay. A lot of times, Like yeah. the, an actual book that has come out. Right. Okay. And when you pick up a romance novel or you turn on a Hallmark movie, you know that you're going to have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Like, spoiler alert, they are getting together. That is how this is going to end. But before you get to that happy ending, there has to be a dark moment. It could also be called the black moment. It could be called the all is lost moment. Mm-hmm. I like to call it the dark moment. And that's the moment when all is lost. And you think, oh my God, this couple that I know is going to end up together might not end up together. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring it up because something I hear a lot from romance readers is sometimes they don't believe the dark moment. Like sometimes the dark moment is not super dark as in it's not really like something you see driving this couple apart it's just right. it's like, too light for that they could seriously have a conversation and like clear it up so an example would be you know you have a couple getting together and she sees the hero talking to some other woman oh right yeah and she has insecurities maybe because of past relationships maybe and she's like well i can't stay with this guy mm-hmm. and they could just have a conversation. He could be like, that was my cousin. Like, calm down. So that would be kind of an example of not a good dark moment. What I like in this movie is that that's a good dark moment because we're not dealing with something that could be overcome with a conversation. It's more something that this is their lives and who they are. Like, Mm -hmm. he is a crown prince of a country. He can't get rid of that. And he has an obligation to 
his people and his mom and the country. And Lacey Chabert is herself. And I like that aspect of the movie that she she goes through and she's always herself. And and as Jane Seymour tells us, true to herself. Yes, uh, even down to the jeans at breakfast. Exactly. I mean, not just the fact that she wears the wrong things or drinks water from the finger bowl, but she really shouldn't be with him. They have to figure out a way to overcome that standard. So I like the dark moment. This is all to say I like the dark moment in this this movie. And as you're watching these movies, I think everyone should think about that. Like, do you have that moment, even if it's just like a split second where you're like, oh my God, they might not end up together, even though you know they're going to end up together. Yeah. Unless there's a sequel, then maybe they won't. If they don't end up together, is it then not considered a romance? Correct. Okay. So then like a movie like The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, that's not an actual rom-com? No. Okay. I mean, we classify it as a rom-com, but yeah, it doesn't have a happy ending. Mm, You know what else I was thinking the other day doesn't? Well, the couple that I thought should end together doesn't is My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. It's maybe the first one I could ever think of where it's like, oh, the couple doesn't end up together. But that one still yet has like sort of an uplifting ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she seems fine that they're not together. Yeah. But a romance novel, they that couple has to end up together for it to be a romance. And again, there's there are some exceptions like series, but ultimately at the end of the story, they are together. They're together. Okay. So, and it's the same also for Hallmark movies. That's what makes them ma- or part of what makes them magical. And amazing. That's why you want to watch them. Right. That's what I got for you this week. All right. Well, let's get to our last question. Do you think this couple will make it? Yeah, I do. I think that they're going to have some trouble though. With, a, with things over the years, I mean, there's going to be a lot of um, acclimating to different lifestyle. And I wonder about her dad, like, will he move there? But then he has, you know, this shop that's been in their family forever. I don't know, but I do think that they will stay together. I, I go back and forth on this one. And it's precisely because of what we talked earlier, that he just took no time to prepare for anything, which I think speaks to questions I have about the relationship. But they do seem like a good couple and it does seem like everybody kind of had a change of heart. It seems like everybody has now accepted her, which will make the whole preparing thing go a little bit easier. So I could see them making it. That said, if we see in the tabloids about a royal divorce in, let's say, 10 years, I wouldn't be totally shocked. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I also want to know more about Poppy. Clearly, clearly the adoption went through and she lived happily ever after. I would just like more on that story. That's sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. Well, I think we did it. I think we we went through the whole movie. Yay. I'm very proud of us. And I hope that everyone enjoyed the movie. If we missed anything or you have additional comments, please reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at Hallmark Junkies. And if you like this podcast, please make sure you subscribe. And give us a little rating. That would be fabulous. Yes, obviously the highest rating possible. (laughs) You know what? We should also thank uh, Seneca Women and iHeart Podcast. This is Jenny saying cheers. And this is Carrie saying we'll see yins next time. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Hallmark Junkies is a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeart Radio. For more podcasts from iHeart Radio, check out the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.